Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office YouTube channel. Things are really heating up around the NBA. The rumors, they started flying today. Of course, we had Sham Strania put out a piece with a ton of information. Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe hopped on the air, too. I don't think it was a coincidence that the Sham stuff came out right before Woj and Lowe were going on the air. We've got the, the battle of the newsbreakers, but we've got a ton of stuff to break down regarding how all this can happen around the league. Keith, man, this is, I, I just love it. I love this time of year. I love the endless possibilities, and I love how active the NBA offseason always seems to be. Yeah, and I needed it this morning. I woke up early to watch Team USA. Oh. I paid for Peacock Premium to be able to do it. Uh, we could spend hours of me griping about that whole process, but we won't. Uh, and then, of course, they lost to France, and I was uh, you know, extremely bummed out. And then, then the, uh, the the new cycle started, and and I was uh, right back in on the NBA and excited. So, yeah, it, a lot of stuff today. Um, you know, the the headliner, Bradley Beal. Yeah, uh, we, we've you know talked a lot about Bradley Beal uh, on on this show, but basically the the news today, uh, Shams had it, and then Woj and uh, Lowe both reported he's going to take the weekend to think about his future with the Wizards and his future in general, and then decide what he wants to do. It seems like Beal has an understanding of. Should if he wants a trade, he should put it out there by the draft, um, so that if anything's going to happen involving draft picks, it's able to be done and and happen that way. And uh, and then there were some uh, teams listed as teams he might be probably interested in, and in that um, you know, it, it, but it was all speculation at that point. Nothing he hasn't put out a list or anything because he hasn't even asked for a right. trade yet. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll you know more just uh, let's keep monitoring Bradley Beal, but it sounds like we might have new one way or another on that probably here within the next couple of days yeah within a few days we should have an idea whether or not he wants out of washington i i would imagine he does ask out just looking at the situation yeah, so. but but you never know right i mean there's there's some guys look at damian lillard for years has just said no i want to stay in portland and has dug his heels in now maybe he's finally getting to that breaking point will bradley beal do the same thing where he spends a few more years in washington it's possible, but I feel like we're more likely going to see him say, you know what, if I ask out now, then the Wizards can actually get something for me instead of me just leaving in free agency. Maybe that kind of helps them out because he does. I don't think he you know, has any ill will towards the franchise no. or anything like that. He wanted to make things work there. But if it's clear that it's not going to, then it might be best for him and maybe even best for the Wizards as well that they part ways. Yeah, and Woj and Lowe made that very clear, which matches, I think, everything we've heard and everything most people have heard is that he's not even entirely sure he wants to leave Washington, that he loves it there. He's, it's meant a lot to him to be there. And uh, I, I think we forget now with Bradley Beal, he went through a lot early in his career health-wise. Yeah. And it would have been very easy for the Wizards to move on from him. He looked like one of those guys who might never make it through a full season healthy. And the Wizards stuck with him and they kept, you know, working with him on his rehab and all that stuff. And they pushed, you know, to make sure, you know, he, he would be good. So, yeah, I think he feels indebted to them to at least some extent for that. But again, just like with Damian Lillard, that only goes so far as these guys get later in their careers. It starts to become winning becomes a priority. They'd like to do it right where they are, but if it, they feel like it's not going to happen, they're going to ask out. But, you know, for now, I guess we're on Beal Watch. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Beal Watch. We need one of those, like, breaking news graphics that right? can come in and, and do that. You know, like Stormwatch 2021. Like, that would be Beal Watch. Beal Watch with, like, the old Baywatch theme. 
Oh, like, like that's even better. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah, even if, better. If I, I like it. Any talent at all, I'd do it, but but I do not. <laughs> Lots of slow motion running in that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the look, Bradley Beal is one of the best guards that's in the NBA. Period. We've got one of the best centers that's on the market too, Jared Allen with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, I think we're all operating under the assumption that he's going back to Cleveland. They want to keep him. Sounds like he's interested in staying there. But we did get a little bit of news that the Toronto Raptors are a team that would be interested in targeting him if they feel like maybe there's a chance that they can convince Cleveland not to match an offer. Again, I don't think it's going to happen, but just kind of file it away. Something that's interesting to note that the Raptors would want to bring in a center like Jared Allen, and perhaps we can come up with some guys that, that they might pivot to. So if Jared Allen resigns with the Cavs, don't be surprised if you see the Raptors pivot to, to another big on the market, because we know clearly that's something that they're after. Yeah, in, in Toronto's in an interesting spot because they can get to uh, reasonably about 23 to $26 million in cap space or so, maybe even a little bit more if they really wanted to um, you know, make a run at Allen. They'd have to give him an offer sheet and then try to make it high enough that the Cavs maybe get scared off of matching or, or something like that. But yeah, it's it would go a long way towards filling about the only real hole that they have in their starting five. They, they've they've got their power forward in place with Siakam. They've got their wing in place with Ananobi. They've got their point guard in place with Van Vliet. They're probably going to re-sign Gary Trent Jr., or at least I hope, because otherwise, why did you make that trade? Yeah, they have. Um, so, hope, yeah, so that that's the guess there. And then Allen, if they could make a run and get him, now your starting five is filled out, and that's a pretty good starting five mm -hmm. in the East. You'd need to you know do a lot towards steps on that but yeah so this is i guess say my ears are perked up a little bit i don't think he gets away from cleveland just because cleveland made sure to jump in that trade with the nets and rockets and pacers to kind of steal him away and they did give up uh the bucks first rounder which wasn't a very great pick but oh. but they gave that up to get allen so i, I do think we're gonna see him stay right there but maybe toronto could you know push a high enough offer sheet that cleveland says ah, i don't know about this I mean, the, the, the move to get Jared Allen was phenomenal by, by the Cavs. I thought the Cavs made out better than yeah. the Rockets did in the, in the James yeah. Harden trade. They weren't even the team trading away James Harden. They did a great job getting him. <laughs> I don't think they're going to let him go. But uh, we'll see what happens from, from here. If uh, it, it, you know, Who knows? Maybe the Raptors put out there just a massive offer and the Cavs do blink. But I, just, I don't see it going that route. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things, and we're going to do another video on the draft, but one of my favorite things in the draft has been the number of terms that we're seeing the newsbreakers out there use to say that player X is being drafted by this team, by team Y, right? They're saying, you know, the 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 Orlando Magic laser are, are lasered in, are determined <laughs> to select, will not be deterred from, from selecting this guy. Um, and then we get a little bit of this from Shams in reference to Will Barton. Will Barton and the Nuggets have tremendous interest and <laughs> in, in bringing him back. To me, that says Will Barton's heading back to the Nuggets. Yeah, and, and that makes a ton of sense yep. for Denver because you've got kind of everything in place to make a run at the finals next year. You're, you're hopeful that probably right around the, the – Sometime between the trade deadline and the start of the playoffs, maybe Jamal Murray gets back. Um, and really, he kind of becomes almost like your trade deadline acquisition in a lot of ways. They've got enough point guard depth to get by. Barton kind of become, becomes their starting shooting guard, is my guess. And then when Murray is back, 
Uh, maybe you switch Barton to the bench. Maybe you move, uh, you know, Murray comes off the bench initially, just to kind of keep minutes down. You've got Gordon, Porter, Jokic. So you're really pretty, pretty well filled out there. You got to fill out your depth a little, but yeah, it makes sense for Barton to stay right there. He's not going to be such a top tier free agent that other teams are probably going to chase him uh, away from Denver either with big enough offers. So he's probably going to get the most money from the Nuggets too, which is a, a big part of this as well. Now, I don't think he's going to get. 13 to 15 million a year is probably the range for him mm-hmm. starting salary wise. And I think Denver would do quite well to front load that deal and then have it decline over the life of the contract. Just given Barton's age and, and what his role will probably be. But yeah, th- this one makes a lot of sense that he just stays, stays right there where, where he is. You know, I really like it when teams do that with players where they front load, particularly in years where they've yeah. got plenty of cap space. They're not worried about it at the time. You never know how it's going to help you out moving forward, especially if the cap continues to rise, that contract continues to decline, especially as a player gets older, that's how you can help yourself and make sure that you continue to have a positive trade asset into the future. And it doesn't flip to becoming a negative one where you have to attach assets if you want to trade the guy later on. Absolutely. Also mentioned uh, for the Nuggets, Shams mentioned that uh, Jermichael Green is you know considering you know they're, they're expected to discuss a new deal uh we we threw out there I, I think it's either green or Millsap. they'll keep one or the other probably not both it's just probably not the way they really want to spend money but, but yeah that, that's my guess is that's you know kind of where that goes we, we jokingly said give them both offers and say you know whoever signs first gets it <laughs> and go from there but yeah it'll probably be something along those lines with those guys um Dallas, Tim Hardaway Jr., yes. priority for them to re-sign him. It, this one could go a couple different ways because um, a couple people have asked me, you know, well, you keep saying that they're going to renounce him to have max cap space. And I still think that's the way it may go. See where the cap space lands out. Work something out with Hardaway using whatever is left over the space or or whatever. Because he's certainly going to come in under his uh, cap hold. His, his cap hold is just too too large uh, to make sense for, for Dallas to, to sign him at that number. And that's kind of what cap holds are semi-designed to do, I guess. Um, his cap hold is $28 million. That's not going to happen. Uh, next year so it would make sense to bring him back you know know, but but renounce him then make sure you keep you know what 17 18 million of cap space available to to re-sign hardaway um, and then still have some spending power and free agency around that because they can't really get to meaningful cap space and keep his cap hold on the books so i don't so even if you see that they renounce him that doesn't necessarily mean that Tim Hardaway Jr. is leaving Dallas. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's the type of thing where just flexibility-wise, it might make sense for them to go that route. I am really interested to see what happens with his contract, what number he's at. I think he's a tremendous player. I think that he's, it's now the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. It's not the Kristaps Porzingis trade anymore because he was <laughs> he was more important for them in the playoffs uh, this past season. It's but uh, you know what? I do worry a little Two bit. Two years in a row, almost. Two, yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been great. But uh, my, I guess my one concern here is that he's become such a good, tough shot maker, which is a real skill. But at 29 years old, how quickly does that drop off? And suddenly those tough shot makers eh, then become tough shot missers. I'd be a little bit wary of paying him a fortune, especially on a four-year deal. But again, he's been tremendous. Take nothing away from him. He's been been excellent. I would love to see him stick right there with the Mavs because it seems like he's found a home. But I will say, too, yeah. I mean, the Mavs have been listed as a possible landing spot if Kawhi starts to look around. So I think that's something that the Mavericks have to consider 
And if uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is what you have to sacrifice in order to have the room available to go after a guy like Tim Kawhi, it's probably something you do. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I said buy Tim Hardaway. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just the reality yeah. of it, right? I mean, it's just about anybody. There's probably what maybe seven or eight guys in the league that wouldn't instantly be see you later right. guys uh, for for a team. Yeah, I, and I think um, you know with Dallas too is Tim Hardaway looks a lot better if he is your fourth or fifth best guy. Sure. If he's your second or third best guy. It probably doesn't look look as good as it would. So you're hopeful, you know. Yeah, add some talent around Luca, knock Hardaway down a slot or two, and you're you're going to be a much better team. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with the draft, as Trevor said. We're going to do a draft video for you all, kind of breaking down all the draft mm-hmm. news. Shams had some, Wojan Lowe's had some, and then uh, Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN uh, dropped a new mock draft today, which that was just filled uh with draft nuggets but but one well two well i want to touch on two because they involve players and not just a pick movement but uh the houston rockets are looking to use eric gordon and one of their picks in the 20s so that's 23 or 24 to move up in the draft yeah and and i would like to wake up tomorrow you know 100 pounds lighter um it's just (laughs) it's not you know, I mean, come on. It's, it's, I, you know, what are we doing here? That you're, blew you're my mind. One of those picks to get off Eric Gordon. Yeah, that's, that. that was my thought too. I'm like, where is this coming from? Eric Gordon gets you to move up. Eric Gordon and what, 23 or something gets you to move up in the draft? How? In what, in what world is that the case? I couldn't believe it. But uh, may, again, maybe it's just wishful yeah, thinking on the wrong part. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even then. You know, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And and the challenge is, right, Eric Gordon's age, injury, history, and contract, none of those things are conducive to just him, you know, adding value in a, in a trade. Uh, so that one doesn't make a lot of sense. One that does make some sense, I think, is uh, the Grizzlies and Pelicans are talking. And this one, there's a lot. I've heard this now from so many different people um, that I think there is something probably here being discuss the framework the idea here is the grizzlies are a swing team this summer and what i mean by that is if they decline justice winslow's team option which sounds like they're leaning towards doing then they can get to 20 22 million in cap space so what it sounds like they're going to do is versus spending a bunch of that on a free agent who maybe they like maybe they don't like and kind of cluttering up their books they may use that to take on Eric Bledsoe's contract along with the 10th pick and then send back to 17. So they would move up seven slots and take on Bledsoe, mm-hmm. which then would free a lot of things up for the Pelicans to do because that, that changes their salary picture pretty significantly. Um, they could get into the cap space. We've already discussed they, they were one of the teams rumored for Kyle Lowry. Then it maybe they could get into a range where it doesn't happen to be a sign and trade necessarily to to um send lowry in there they, they could get to the cap space to do it outright um so that that's just something to kind of keep an eye on that whole situation there and and this is one of those ones where when you hear it initially you're probably like why do the grizzlies want blood so they, they don't they want the 10th pick right. instead of the 17th and they're looking at it as blood so is not so bad that it's you know that that downgrade seven picks is worth it you know for them so so just something to keep an eye on when we hear that many things, yeah i mean that 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 many places and that's the type of thing where they've obviously got someone that they believe will be there at 10 that they really like that they don't think yeah. will be there at 17 yeah. and it's worth bringing in blood exactly. so and again if it's Eric Bledsoe, look, maybe you flip him later on down the road. If it doesn't, if it's not working out, maybe it does work out. You know, it's it, it's not like it's just a dead money 
contract, right? He's a guy who actually can play. I mean, you can argue how useful he is right now in the current NBA and everything, but but he's a guy who can still provide some things on the floor. So that that trade makes plenty of sense to me. Um, just to kind of yeah. cap off the the Lowry piece of this, uh, came out. I believe this was also from Shams. The suitors for Kyle Lowry appear to be, and this is nothing new, the 76ers, the Lakers, the Mavs, the Pelicans, and the Heat. The Pelicans being the most recent team to really jump into that mix. Well, I guess we haven't heard a lot of Lowry to the Mavs, but I, again, it yeah. makes sense as a landing spot. Uh, so those look like the teams that are going to be competing for the services of Kyle Lowry. We'll see. Maybe the Pelicans can free up cap space, not have to do a sign and trade if he does indeed does want to go to New Orleans. Yeah, the Pelicans could get there. Maybe Mavericks, we know they can get there. Capsules-wise, yep. Heat, a little more difficult, but they could probably get into the range to make it happen. Sixers and Lakers would have to be a sign-and-trade. Sixers sign-and-trade becomes very hard because of hard cap issues. They're, they're going to be dancing right around that hard cap, if not over. And then the Lakers, we've kind of discussed that kind of ad nauseum, but it's just one of those things where you know they, they, they could do it. It's just gonna yo how, how do you get there and that now we'll say kyle lowry feels like a more realistic target using some of the depleted asset base that the lakers have only because he's older yep. he's not you know he's not he's probably not gonna threaten to be an all-star anymore and those kind of things so he's he's like a tier two kind of guy now versus a tier one uh guy and that 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 to me feel feels a little bit more realistic and then i know you've probably covered it already but the lakers were a big part of this yes. piece uh just in case you know people don't so watch lakers nation side but which the, you should their front office you show should hands only <laughs> yeah you should but you know watch front office show first and then then peruse lakers nation and my my humble opinion um but yeah it is a lot of stuff with yes. the lakers and what i found most interesting here and i'm just curious to get your thoughts yeah. real quickly on this because i'm sure you've already shared them is it sounds like the lakers are moving off of the idea of third star because right as we've hammered home it's just so hard yeah. to to get there to, to get the bradley beal to get the damian lillard to get to a guy like that um but it sounds like now they're they've knocked down a tier which becomes infinitely more doable yeah. For, for them, whether it be, you know, Lowry, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Spencer Dinwiddie. And then I thought the buddy healed for Kyle Kuzma stuff was kind of interesting, too. And, I, and I've long held buddy healed. I think he becomes unlocked when he's on a team with veteran guys who can kind of tell him your job is to play start or come off the bench, whatever coach decides, play however many minutes he tells you to and just shoot. That's all we need you to do. We don't need you to do anything else. And if there's a guy in the league who can go to Buddy Heald and tell him this is what we're going to do, it's LeBron. It's Jared James, Dudley. Right? So I, I think that's how you unlock Buddy Heald to be in the best you know, version that he could be. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I like the target with uh, with Buddy Heald. Um, it's one that we've been talking about for weeks over on the, the LakersNation.com YouTube channel. Uh, he makes a ton of sense for the Lakers to go after uh, using Kyle Kuzma to get there. It Look, it's felt like it for a while, but it really does feel like this is probably the offseason that the Lakers finally move on from Kuzma. Just the, the, you know, logistically, yeah. $13 million, much easier to move that and actually get something in return than back when Kuzma was making, you know, a million and a half or three and a half million this last season, right? It's it's a lot easier to move the current contract and get something for him uh, than what he was previously on. So I, I could definitely see something like that going down as far as moving off of the third star thing. Yeah, just logistically, it's really hard to make that work. I think if, I think they'll still explore those possibilities just to see if there's something out there. But you're probably sure. talking about an older guy 
Russell Westbrook, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, they were rumored to be in the mix for, which Sham shot that down, said it's not going to happen. The Suns won't cooperate with the Lakers, and that's a, that's a big part of that. But uh, but yeah, look, the, that's going to be the Lakers strategy, and it feels like when the playoffs ended, everybody said, okay, shooting, go find shooting, please get shooters on this roster, get guys who aren't going to shoot 17% from three in the playoffs. Uh, if you watch the if you watch the first round series against the Suns, the Suns just said, go ahead, we're going to pack the paint, shoot, for, shoot yeah. from outside and beat us. And the Lakers shot from outside, but just, you know, built houses. Um, so I think that what we're going to see is instead of just shooting, though, they're actually targeting playmakers. Uh, Buddy Heald uh, may not fit that yeah. bill, but a lot of the other, the other guys yeah. do. Kyle Lowry, of course, you know, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, those types of players uh, do fit that bill. So I think that's what we're going to see them target. It will be interesting if they go get a guy like Buddy Heald and you trade assets. Do you then drop down a few tiers in terms of a playmaker and start looking at you know, your backup guys, you're like TJ McConnell type, not him specifically necessarily, but, but that, but that level of, of player, I think that's what we're going to see out of them, or we'll see them go all in and try to get a Lowry or, or one of that, that tier guy, and then try to find more of a lower tier shooter out there. Maybe, you know, you bring back like a Wayne Ellington or somebody like that. I don't think you're getting both of those things at the same time at the top tier anyway. No, it, no. Yeah, that's the hard thing. I mean, maybe Wayne Ellington, because we've seen him now bounce around on a minimum. Yeah. He He's a real good test of the once a minimum player, always a minimum player kind of theory that's out right. there. Because um, he hasn't had that big stage like a Reggie Jackson did this year to kind of play himself off of a minimum. Um, two two other quick things on uh, – uh, from from the Woj and Low special yep. that that are were related here, um, Woj said that almost every team in the league he's talked to has been offered some version of the Kuzma KCP mm -hmm. combo. Not exactly a surprise, no. right? That's twenty six million in in salary that that you can put together, and that's how the Lakers are going to improve uh, majorly if they're going to go. I know there's a lot of dreaming out there about you know Dennis Schroeder signing trades and double signing trades right. and all these things. I'll say it again because we're going to have to say it till till we're blue in the face. You signing trading a player away does not hard cap yep. you. Um, we we did a whole thing on that, but yeah, it still comes up. So I feel your pain on this now. <laughs> um, our our good buddy Eric Pincus also tweeted about that yes. uh, which is clearly lakers fans asking him about if we sign a trade dennis Schroeder, we hard cap we've got a lot of questions um, so about yeah, that so for sure <laughs> yeah so it does not do that but yeah um that, that was you know just something that was kind of kind of interesting um there uh, a couple other things quick hitters from this because i know you were uh unable to wa watch the uh whole whole deal there so um uh zach lowe said ben simmons value seems to be at an all-time low that would maybe make a little I mean, sense not to a surprise, the things right? we've been kind of positing. Yeah. yeah. Um, they said it could get serious this week on a trade though, but they don't feel like they have to do a deal this week, uh, which of, uh, yeah, probably not. Right. I, I don't know that Simmons is the deal involving draft picks in this year's draft anyway. Um, so yeah, so that, that the, the, there was that, and there were a few other things. I'm sure that'll re-air or be released yeah. in a podcast version. Yes. So go, go listen to that. But it is, uh, it is, um, very, very interesting. I definitely will. And you know what? Like I, I missed that because we were out picking up my wife's birthday present, which is a, a puppy that, <laughs> that right now she is, is taking care of downstairs. So, um, so yeah, that was, I felt like that was a worthwhile reason to miss the the Woj and Low thing, and uh, you know what? I'll, I'll make sure I check. I've it out. seen the pictures, guys. It was worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Very worth it. <laughs> he is adorable, but um, but you know, the Simmons thing. As far as it getting out, like we always talk about, okay, where's the news coming from? Who benefits? 
them not feeling yeah. like they have to, the 76ers not feeling like they have to make a deal right now, that's coming from the 76ers, right? I mean, that's that's them putting out there that, hey, it, it's code for we didn't get the offer that we want, right? Like, if they had the offer that yeah. they want, then, of course, they would just make the move right now. That tells you that whatever it is, whatever the, the bar, and we've heard all-star caliber player, and maybe it has to be a certain tier of all-star caliber player, maybe not just a guy who barely squeaked in, right? All-star caliber player, clearly that bar is not being hit at this moment. Maybe that changes moving forward. Maybe that changes after the draft. Maybe that changes if there's an arms race, right? That that very well may happen, right? Let's say the Golden State Warriors make a big move. They package 7-14 and 14 and James Wiseman and they land a piece and a bunch of other teams in the Western Conference go, uh-oh, we better keep up. Maybe that causes somebody else to increase yep. their offer for Ben Simmons. So if they look... If the asking price isn't being met right now, it makes a lot of sense as to why the 76ers would say, let's just wait. Let's see how this thing develops. We're not in any kind of rush. Um, but again, it does tell me that teams are not valuing Ben Simmons at the moment at the same way as the 76ers do. Yeah, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to see a lot of these things, to use our favorite phrase, the summary of the trade. Um, I think we're going to see one, and then somebody else is going to say, well, wait a minute, they did that? All right, then we got to get involved. And and it's just going to be a domino until until it's done. And it's I, I talk to... Uh, you know, I talk to a lot of folks on the agent side pretty regularly and a good amount of folks on the team side. And uh, I had someone from the agent side and someone from the team side both tell me they think there will be a record number of trades because it's not a very good free agent class. There's not a lot of cap space and there's a ton of teams going for it. And then the person from the team side also mentioned something that I don't think we've talked about, but his comment was, the revenue losses were not as bad, which there was reporting on this uh, recently in the last week or so um, as what they were projected to be. So teams feel like, all right, we can spend. We, we, we were not as you know uh, dire straits as we once were because there was all these thoughts of all right well they're they've artificially capped how much the, the cap can go up um you know maybe teams won't use their full mid-levels maybe some of the cap space teams won't spend all of their cap space and all these kind of things and it looks like now we're going to be right in where we usually are teams are going to spend and they're going to do their things and you know teams like the warriors and sixers and nets will probably blow so far past the tax that they won't even be able to see it so yeah it's just going to be you know, um, a more normal off season as far as team payrolls go than I think many were expecting. And that should also help open up and lead to a pretty uh, robust trade market. So, Keith, I want to see the super active off season. I want to see all these trades. I want the chaos, bring it. But let me just throw one thing out there as we close here. You mentioned how everybody just about thinks they can contend and is ready to, to go out there and make those moves. Who's selling? What if there's not enough sellers in order to have that level of activity? And I'm, I'm hoping that is not the case. I hope that's sure. not the way it goes. But if things do not materialize the way we think they do in terms of the summer of the trade, that could end up being the, the reason why. Yeah, it definitely could be because, yeah, because the league needs some sellers. But I think what we have is there are stars on the market from teams that are also not sellers, right? Mm -hmm. So Ben Simmons, Philly is not a seller, right. but they could trade Simmons and that opens things up. Uh, if Toronto did a Kyle Lowry sign in trade, that's going to return value to them, even though like, they in effect kind of sold on Kyle Lowry.
Lowry. So I think that's where this one gets a little bit different is I think there is a, um, yeah, I like to call it retooling or rebuilding on the fly. I think there's a handful of teams that are going to look to rebuild on the fly versus the, you know, traditional, uh, Oklahoma city style teardown of, uh, you know, everything must go. And we're starting this all completely from scratch. Um, I don't know that we're going to have very many of those. What I do think will happen is we'll have a couple teams that are kind of on the edge of maybe we should go to the playoffs or not. They'll look, you know, a day or two in the free agency and say, wow, you know what, where, where, uh, it's going to be a struggle for us to even make 10 in the play in. So let's, go a different direction here. We can really probably, you know, recoup a lot of value by selling off some stuff. I think we might have a couple teams that go that direction, but, but yeah, I think this is going to be more of, Hey, we have this piece. He doesn't really fit for us, but he could fit for you. And you have those guys that don't fit for you. And it's just going to be, you know, let's read, reach exchange. And I think, think that's what could, could lead to it. Agreed. And I think that is probably ultimately the way it's going to go. Just kind of throwing that out there, just, just in case, uh, we do think do see things not pick up like we expect. And you know what? I had to smile every single time that we mentioned. OK, just to give you a glimpse into my brain, when I hear OKC mentioned with draft picks, I have this image that pops into my head of Sam Presti, Scrooge McDuck diving into just this sea of draft picks because at this point he's got perfect. all of them right now. That's So somebody make us that yes. and make us a Beal watch. Um, we'll, 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 we'll incorporate them in the show. If someone will create those for us, we will incorporate them in the show somehow. I promise. We will figure out a way to use And we'll them. share them on Twitter. Yes. Yes. That will be, that will be, that's, that's what we're offering. If you are willing to make those <laughs> things. Absolutely. All right, everybody. All right. Well, Good Trevor, I got to go count up how many more millions Evan Forney I made himself today <laughs> and uh, what his next contract looks like. I haven't stopped yet. So I got, I got to keep counting. It's, I'm sure it's, it's quite a few, but, um, yeah, <laughs> a lot to get through right now. A lot of stuff going on. So make sure you guys do subscribe right here to the NBA front office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. We really appreciate it. We are careening towards 6,000 subscribers. Now we're almost there. So make sure you guys do hit that subscribe button. We really do appreciate it. And also like this video till next time, everybody stay safe and see you.